0: Welcome to the KumbayaL Podcast, the whole woman's resource. Are you interested in being your best self, feeling truly healthy and alive? To do this, we want to consider all of our needs, mental, emotional, physical, nutritional, financial, creative, and spiritual. This podcast is designed to uncover all the amazing resources we have available to help us. Join me, Dr. Amanda Shipley, a pelvic physical therapist who would love to help you prevent issues before they arise and support you along your holistic health journey. Visit me at kumbayallpodcast.com if you want to check out the show notes for this episode. We will also have links to any resources mentioned during this conversation. I hope you enjoy. Hello everyone. I am so excited to be back with you. I have such a treat for us today. I am going to introduce you to one of my dear friends, Bree Hibbs-Kenny. I am so delighted to have her on the podcast and I'm so delighted to be back with you all after such a long break. And we are going to talk about some really amazing things that Brie is doing. We can kind of give you the back story. Brie um, and I met years ago, and she does yoga. She's a yoga teacher. She helped me through my second pregnancy, and... She has recently completed some training that is just amazing. I did not even know this training existed before. And so I talked with her and said, you have to come and help women where I help women. (laughs) You have to join forces with me. And I am so honored that she said yes. And so I'd love to share her wisdom with you guys. I'd love to just introduce you to her. And we're going to have a conversation and let you in on something called trauma-sensitive yoga. And um, I won't get into it too much because she speaks on it so much better than I can. So without further ado, thank you, Brie, for for meeting with me and
1: and having this conversation with me today. Thank you so much for everything (laughs) inviting me to join you with this podcast and to um, work with you because it's super great it's an honor i I think we feel mutually (laughs)
0: um i would love for us to start with you telling us a little bit about your yoga
1: journey what made you decide to facilitate yoga for others Me and my body have a very intimate relationship and have for a very long time. I was ballet trained for 17 years. And then um, I did yoga. I was a stage performer, like I was a drama kid. And then as an adult, I was a theater person, you know, basically, until about seven years ago. And, um, so my body's always been very important to me to be able to express things that language couldn't. So, um, so my body and I have, have always been friends. And then about seven years ago, I had a stroke and, um, it was pretty shocking and it, all that relationship kind of crumbled. And I had to reteach myself how to read, how to talk, how to walk. And I knew that, you know, yoga came in and out of my life before that. Um, But I knew that yoga also had something spiritual that came along with it um, for me. And with that stroke came a deep, dark depression like I have never known. And I was just grasping, clinging, reaching, hoping for something. I wanted my body to heal. And I also knew that spiritually, I needed something. So I went to yoga and I I did yoga like a beast. I mean, I did yoga like two To three times a day, I would go to classes. I mean, I was insane, and it it just gave me such relief for that one hour of yoga class. I had to focus on can my body do this, and I couldn't focus on anything else. So it was, you know, an hour or two or three um, of relief in a day. So um, that was yoga and my relationship. And then about three years, four years into that, I heard about this trauma sensitive yoga, trauma informed yoga, the word trauma and yoga were associated with one another. And I was like, what? And so that really led me to um, want to do yoga teacher training, because I thought, well, if yoga helped me this much, then there's something to this. And it's, it's gotta, it's gotta have something, I don't know, there's something magical about yoga. And I was like, uh, what is it? What what makes it so magical? So then um, I took yoga teacher training with the intention of doing trauma sensitive yoga training. But in the middle of yoga teacher training, I got pregnant. So then I had to have a baby real quick. And then I could do the training. <laughs> so <laughs> oh, so this family, let's get that started. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. So. um, So yeah, now I'm trauma sensitive yoga trained. And um, I still don't know what the magic is. But I know more about the body. And the the capability of the body having a huge effect on your emotions, your psychological well-being and um and your health. Yeah, excellent. And so
0: I mean, how would you describe kind of you said you don't know what the magic is and I assume that kind of like changes for everyone based on what they bring to their practice at that time, but let's talk a little bit more about that mind-body connection.
1: I like to call it body mind connection because from my training and from conversations that I've had with people, it's called bottoming up. So it's not, you know, if you're thinking physically top down would be your mind, your brain first down to your feet, right? Mm -hmm. But bottoming up is like your body comes first and your mind will respond. Mm. So... Body-mind connection is, from my understanding, is for me, and I think for a lot of people that I've engaged with, there's a lot of chatter, Mm. you know? There's a lot of noise, and um, it takes a lot to quiet the noise down and listen to what your body is telling you. Oh, yes. And, you know, there are billboards yelling at you and there uh, is, you know, um, podcasts and TV and social engagements and the, you know, woman next to you seems to have a perfect life and why don't you? And and so there's all this chatter that goes on And when you are present in your body, then it kind of allows that chatter to quiet down. Mm -hmm. And your body is constantly talking to you. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is like, let's say you're with a friend Several friends, and you're just sitting around talking, and they ask you a question that makes you a little uncomfortable, but of course you're going to answer because they're your friends and you're honest and you know you're open and you're, you know, you're fine with it. But then you might, maybe, you notice that when they ask you that question, your foot starts shaking, or you're like tapping your your foot and your knees going up and down, or maybe you're playing with your hair a little more or something like that, your body is telling you, do you really want to answer this question? And if you notice that and take a breath and ask yourself that, do I really want to go down this, Mm -hmm. you know, this rabbit hole or you know and they had no intention they have no idea what's going on with you in your life but you do yes and you're the only one who does so maybe in that moment you could say you know what can we go for a walk and then talk about it or maybe you say I'd like to maybe come back to that or maybe you just answer it and you make a little note to yourself to like, I better think about that later and figure out what that was about. Right. You know? And that's your body telling you something that you, your cognitive mind, your, you know, your forefront thinking doesn't respond to. Yeah. So your body's constantly talking to you. But all that chatter is so loud. Yes. And what happens with your body is that it's basically whispering to you. But if you don't listen, it will yell at you. Mm-hmm. And that, my body yelled at me and told me that, like, you need to, like, reset. Mm-hmm. You need to stop and reset. Yes. And, um, I knew in that moment, I knew that like there was a reason why I was still here. And I just wanted to know so bad yeah. what it was. Right. And I still don't know what it was. I but- think you're onto it though. I mean, I, I know <laughs> the passion you have about this is like, yeah. Y- yeah yeah but i I don't know that this is my purpose my meaning in life you yeah, know I mean right. they're they it's something that we'll probably never know but it just had me like what is it you yeah. know and like I knew that my body was yelling at me and telling me like you have to stop yes and you have to like have a blank sl- slate yes. And, um, and, and that's not how it is for everybody. I mean, everybody, you know, people that I've seen have like chronic back pain mm-hmm. or have, um, you know, something as simple as like a sprained ankle. It might be that you just misstepped and it just happened. Right. Or sometimes it's telling you, Hey, you need to slow down. You need to think about all this stuff that you're doing and reprioritize and I'm going to make you unable to walk mm-hmm. so that maybe yeah, you have to slow down. Right? Maybe you can think about it. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I'm going to give you some time to do that. So I think that the, the body mind connection is of course your mind and your body are all one right. anyway. I don't right. know why we say things like that. Like, like mind-body, I, I, it just doesn't make sense. It's like one body right. functioning, all functioning together and so synchronized and so genius yes. that stress has the capability of doing terrible, awful things to us. Yes. And yet we just shove it down oh, yeah. and move on. Yes. And then your body is going to tell you, like, I said no. hmm Yes. And how that shows
0: up with the people that I help, you know, men and women, is um, they have tightness. So when you don't pay attention to your body, right, and you're just focused on all those notifications popping up on your phone and the kids that are crying and the, the dishes that need to be done or whatever, you know, the, the deadline for work, and you think of all the external things – And you don't focus on what's inside. We don't realize I just went all morning and did not eat or I um, have not taken a deep breath. You know, when is the last time I pooped? I don't even know the last time I went to the bathroom. And so what happens then is our pelvic floor, it's meant to respond to our mind, to our thoughts. But really, I think there is something more to it where if you're going to ignore me and your pelvic floor is so tight, now you're going to have to go to the bathroom a ton And so people think, I have a UTI, I have, you know, a small bladder. It's like, well, you really just have tight muscles. And that's why you're running to the bathroom a gazillion times. That's why, you know, your body is literally trying to stop you and say, take a break, get away, go to the bathroom, do something different than what you're doing before. I mean, I'm, you know, this is kind of extrapolating here, but it really is. You see urinary urgency, frequency, you see all these things that are just from tight muscles that are just from focusing on that chatter and not being in your body, And letting your body do what it needs to do, which is move, which is breathe, which is hydrate and get enough sleep and manage the stress, you know, keep our cortisol levels lower. I love everything you just said. And there's so many things there. I tell my patients that our bodies are working with us. And again, that's a silly statement because there's no separation, right? We are our bodies, we are us, but ourselves are working for our better self. So we just have to figure out what is getting in the way and try to deal with that. But if we can't be in touch with our bodies, and we don't even get those messages, that's stress producing in and of itself, because there's confusion, what the heck is going on with my body? Why is this breaking down? I haven't broken an ankle, I haven't done anything overtly wrong or bad, you know, nothing's happened to me, I don't have a major scary diagnosis. And so then that adds to the stress and adds to the tightness or the chatter. Yeah, so I mean, I I'm kind of talking about like why it's so important that we're connected to our bodies. Is there anything that you want
1: to add? Well, I was just going to say that like the problem comes in with it's not like you have this like epiphany, the heavens open up, you know, (laughs) light pours down on you and you're like, I'm in my body. I know what this feels like. I'm in my body forever. Good thing I had this huge awakening it doesn't work like that. It is a practice and it has to be cultivated. And how do you do that? How do you learn how to listen to your body and how to take, how do you even notice what your knee is doing while you're talking to your friends? Yes. When you're in the throes of a conversation, right? you know, and so that has to be cultivated. And that's where trauma-sensitive training comes in, where you get the experience of being in your body and doing these small movements that allows you to be in your body. And in yoga, we say what happens on the mat also happens in life. And that's where this comes into play is that the more practiced you get at being in your body and feeling, oh, what do I want to do right now? Do I want to do this or do I want to do that? And making those choices will overflow into other parts of your life so that when you're in that next meeting with somebody who supposedly has power over you, and says something to you, it may cause you to take a breath and say, this person doesn't have power over me right. and I can do or not do whatever feels authentically true for me in this moment right now. Right. That is so powerful. When you're in that, that space
0: where someone who has more power than you or your body is perceiving that they have more power than you. We have been through trauma, which I would say that there's a lot of trauma out there. Just being a female in this world is traumatic. When we are in those situations, what our bodies want to do is go on autopilot. So it's either how we were parented or how we've acted in the past when we've been in situations of power discrepancy and We want to stop that. We want to take back our power. We want to stay in our body. We want to, I mean, it just, it sounds like it could potentially be like such a a positive snowball onto better things when you have that skill to, A, notice what your body is feeling, B, take that pause and and then change what you would maybe have done, you know, change that action.
1: Yes. I mean, what you're talking about. That autopilot is is so true. All of us, you know, we do so many things on autopilot that that we don't even know how to stop it before it happens. And what you're talking about there is survival. Mm-hmm. This is how I have learned to survive. And all of us are pretty strong. And pretty genius to have gotten here, right here, right now. Yes. You know, that's genius. But that survival mode comes from a place in our nervous system, which greatly affects our health and our Mm well-being. And that survival mode comes is very dysregulating to our nervous system. So we cannot live our lives in that mode, or we can, but our health will suffer. Yeah,
0: there are consequences for sure.
1: Our physical health, your immune system, your ability to heal wounds Mm -hmm. is greatly affected. So getting out of that survival mode, breaking that autopilot of like, this person is the boss of me, so I have to kowtow to that. It takes a lot of work and it takes a lot of, uh, practice. And so trauma sensitive yoga, while doing m- multiple other things for, um, for trauma survivors, it does instill this sense of empowerment and embodiment so that you can carry that with you. And I always say, maybe, may, may present this opportunity. And that's just because not everything works for everybody. Mm -hmm. So I'm not going to say that you can carry it off the mat. I mean, that's, you know, you may, and it may be right for you. You know, movement might be something that really resonates with you. But some people talk therapy works for them. Some people like multiple interventions mm-hmm. to, like, you know, reset. Um, it just it just depends on each individual. I just
0: loved you guys. She um, helped and well took me through a, a trauma sensitive yoga session, and it was really interesting to me. A just how you spoke and the different, I mean, your tone of voice is still melodic and <laughs> so soothing. <laughs> you get this nice tone when you, when you teach me yoga, you know, you work with me in that capacity, but I, yeah. So the, the, things I noticed were you would say, you might consider this, you might. And so that was very noticeable to me in the beginning because I'm, ex- I'm used to being in a yoga class or a group or, and it's, the teacher says what to do, then I try to do it and I immediately look around <laughs> to see everyone else and then I put judgment on myself because this person next to me is 15 years older than me and way more flexible or this person, you know, looks better in the outfit when they're, do- I mean, it's it's just the chatter that goes on in your mind, right? And so the one-on-one yoga, I I really appreciate, but the the words, the fact that you were cueing me to actually feel my body and feel what I needed to do in that moment. And and I also the other thing I thought was interesting was that I had to close my eyes. I didn't have to, but I felt called to close my eyes. And I would open them and peek at you and see what you were doing. And then I'd close them again because it really took me taking my vision out of the equation for me to be able to feel in my body and to and to note, okay, let me really focus on and there's no one else to watch. It's just you and I. But for me not to look at how far you're going and just to feel how far I can go in my body.
1: And when you opened your eye, what was I doing?
0: The same thing I was doing, but you weren't going like as far as I know you could go. <laughs> right. You were you were demonstrating what I was hearing auditorily, but um yeah, it was nice that but it But what about
1: my eyes?
0: You were either looking down
1: or eyes closed
0: mm. every time I but I didn't really look at your eyes, but when I did see your face, then yeah, you were your eyes were down or closed. So Mm -hmm. that really honestly made me feel comfortable to do that as well too. Again, because we have been taught when you are powerful, when you are strong, when you are an adult, you look people in the eyes, you don't look down. You know, I just have meaning in my head about that. And so I, I like that you closed your eyes and it gave me permission to close my, I felt that it gave me permission to close my eyes And um, do you see that often when you work with people that do they have their eyes open or closed? It
1: depends on the individual, but I try to not look at them and just do what's authentic for me in the moment. But at the same time, watching the room so that that way, you know, we we both feel safe. You know, I'm not going to like close my eyes and like anybody can walk in and do you know right but i um i try to do what's authentic for me so that way i can give you unsaid permission to do what's authentic for you right. so it depends on the individual whether they close their eyes or not but it's also Getting in your body and doing what's right for you is the goal. Mm-hmm. And it's not about doing what I'm doing. It's not about going, you know, deeper. Or if you, if you want to go, um, you know, I'm trying to think of yoga class, you can do it like this. Or if you want more, then you can do it like this. Mm -hmm. Well, then you feel pressure to do more because you don't want to be the person doing less. Inherent in that statement is more is
0: better. Yes. Farther is that you are farther along in your practice, in your flexibility, in your strive for perfection. Yeah. Right. (laughs) I
1: mean, whatever. Right. And when I was going to the side, I could have gone further. But I didn't feel like it in that moment. And I didn't feel like turning myself into a pretzel. And I know I say that all the time. But I i mean, it's like, that's pretty stressful on my body. So in this moment right now, if I just feel like, you know, bending a little bit, then that serves
0: you. That's that's what
1: I'm going to do. You know, and it's, it's a it's totally different animal than being in a yoga class proper. -hmm. And there is nothing wrong with yoga classes. I love them Mm -hmm. and they're great. But this is, um, this uses yoga as a vehicle to bring you to the present, to bring you into your body, and to give you the power over your own body and your own movements. Because as women, we give agency away to doctors all of the time. Mm-hmm. And we give agency to so many people that have quote unquote power over us. And in my experience, having an empowerment practice is good for me because It just reminds me time and time again. Oh yeah, get in your body. Oh yeah. Are you in your body? Oh yeah. Are you present right now? You know, and it's that, you know, because you always have to come back to it because Mm -hmm. you're always going to pop out. Right. You're always going to pop out of your body. You have to pop back in, pop out. Oh yeah. Are you in your body? Okay. You know, I mean, it's like a constant. And so being embodied in your body will give you empowerment mm. and i don't know i i just find it to serve me and um and my psychological well-being and
0: i know now because i've been through a session but is there anything else you can kind of like explain for people to to have an idea I mean, so I can say we did our yoga in a chair. I've never done yoga in a chair before. And, and I like that, you know, since I was sitting in a chair, you were sitting in a chair. So I assume if you're going to be on the mat, you would also, you know, you would kind of mirror what the other person was feeling like for that visit, whether it's standing, sitting or a chair, like where, where, yeah, I would ask, what does it look like? I guess a a session.
1: I would ask the person, I would ask them about their energy level. Mm -hmm. I knew that you and I are meeting early. In the morning, (laughs) early-ish, given that we both have kids. So, you know, 9 o'clock is actually late in the morning. (laughs) But, um, you know, I mean, I I knew that we were doing this, so I knew that you sitting in a chair would be best. Mm -hmm. Um, But most of the time I'll I'll check in with the uh, participant about their energy level and also noticing their – their wants, like, w- where do you want to do this? How mm-hmm. are you feeling today? Do you want to do standing forms? Or do you want to sit in a chair? Or do you want to stand up and hold on to the wall? That's mm-hmm. another possibility. Mm-hmm. Um, just checking in with them and being really honest mm-hmm. about where they are, where I am, and both of us doing what's authentic for us in the moment mm-hmm. is important. And, um, and then a session generally will be small movements. I mean, I'm not gonna have you doing a, a full split, <laughs> you know, um, it, you know, that that's, that's right. not what this is about. It's about. Being in your body and empowering you with choices, mm-hmm. with, um, possibilities, mm-hmm. but all about you getting into your own body, feeling, um, getting into that like felt sense mm-hmm. of like, how does this feel to be in my body and what does my body want? right now in this moment yeah. and the next moment it might want something completely different and that's perfectly okay mm. you know if you're tired if you're exhausted and you come into a yoga class and I ask you to do a full split and you do it well great you know you get a trophy and a cookie mm-hmm. and everything <laughs> you've ever wanted but at the end of the day is that going to serve you mm-hmm Really? Nice. Because you're that, that striving for approval, um, even internal, like after doing that split in a yoga class when you're exhausted, did that really make you feel like you did it? Mm-hmm. You can sleep now because you did it, you accomplished it, everything mm-hmm. can stop. You've you've accomplished the ultimate goal of your life, you know? Right. I mean, that striving never ends. It's like yeah. over and over and over again. And I've been there so many times. So this is more about what does my body want right now in this moment?
0: Yeah. So I hear you saying like traditional yoga or conventional yoga, however you want to put it, is... A practice in and of its own. So it can have a spiritual goal, it can have a flexibility goal or a strength goal. Where trauma-sensitive yoga is really, if I'm understanding this correctly, is that <clears throat> the goal is the embodiment. The goal is getting in your body, in your awareness of your body, what your body needs. And so the stretching or the mobility, the the movement practice is you know, that's like a secondary gain. Like, you know, you can get, you may feel better because you stretch, because you've moved, but it's that awareness. It's that practice of tuning in and listening and giving your body what it's asking you and that communication, I guess, right? Yes, yes.
1: And it's also that that if you're really listening to your body, for the most part, your body does want to be active. Mm-hmm. I'm a PT. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, sure. that's a sensitive subject, but like most, most people that are in their bodies, it does want to be active. Mm-hmm. It does want some action. And so a yoga class can serve that purpose. Definitely. Right. This is more of a um an adjunctive therapy, a clinical intervention, a like this is how you get inside your own body and quiet the noise possibly mm-hmm. it might do these things it might make you feel a little more powerful. In your own skin, mm-hmm. and then you can take that into, you know, weightlifting, running, yoga class, wherever. Yes.
0: Yeah. Okay. If that, that helps. Yeah, okay. I totally agree. I'm wondering now if we could talk a little bit about who could benefit from working with you. I feel like everyone could, but I, I just would like to hear your answer to that
1: question. Well, I think the most important thing is if they resonate with what I'm what I'm saying, you know, um, there are plenty of people that are trauma sensitive, trained that talk about this completely differently than I do. Um, This is just how trauma sensitive yoga landed in me and having all of my filters for life. So if somebody resonates with what I'm saying, then um, that that's who should come to see me. But more than that, I think it's um, trauma-sensitive yoga. I was trained at the trauma center outside of Boston. So it was created for people that have experienced complex trauma, meaning um, childhood trauma and then subsequent traumas after that. So multiple um, trauma experiences and um, specifically relational trauma, meaning somebody who had power over you abused that dynamic so that's how it was created but with all of my filters and having done this and um after doing this training and done this with other people i just don't see who it wouldn't be good for i mean getting inside of your body getting that sense of like internal power over this is my body and this is what my body is telling me is true with a capital T true, not all these mental gymnastics that we play with like, well, I mean, my body's telling me this, but really this person says, and I got to get paid and that, you know, all these things come into play. So you know, getting in touch with your body, getting that sense of empowerment, getting that quieting of the noise, I think is so important, especially right now, after all of us have just been through COVID. We've all been closed up, closed off. It's hard to like relate to people that maybe we've related to for years. We're like, why is this person being weird? And it's because they too have been Locked down, and it's just awkward and uncomfortable. And how do we field our way through this ridiculous madness that we're in? Mm -hmm. And I I just think checking in with our bodies first and then allowing that to guide us instead of trying to guide ourselves through this mental, you know, I mean, our. Our brains can take us to wonderful, fantastical, you know, imaginary lands, but they can also take us to nightmarish, awful, deep, dark places. And our bodies know what's true. Mm -hmm. Our bodies are here right now. While our brains are going here and there, our bodies are here. Mm -hmm. So... Following what our body is telling us, feeling our bodies. Yeah. I think um, if if you're if you're needing that, wanting that, wanting to try it, yeah, you know, um, then that would be who I would resonate with, right.
0: Right. even the curiosity yeah you would like right
1: yeah I mean if if you want if you want to come try it then then I say come on mm-hmm. you know but um if you're looking for something that's gonna work don't don't come yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean like um it, everything I doesn't work for everybody right. so just kind of trying this out and and seeing. Yeah. If it works for you. Yeah.
0: Excellent. And so what is the the best way for people to get in touch with you?
1: Bree at RenewPelvicHealth.com is the best way to contact me. And, you know, I I think that if you want to, to experience possibly trying out being in your body in this way. Mm hmm then um, I welcome people to come and and try it out. And you guys can book an appointment with her directly
0: through our website. So that is just RenewPelvicHealth.com. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You're amazing. And I'm so grateful to have you in my life as a friend and as a colleague. And I just can't thank you enough. Thank you
1: so much. I feel the exact same way. I mean, I'm just so glad that what we're doing together is um, empowering women to kind of let go, and by letting go, they're finding themselves. Mm -hmm. So it's really, I don't know, it's great, and I'm just so, so glad that we're doing this. Yes. Yes. Me too. Thank you,
0: everyone. Take care. Thank you again for listening. I hope you enjoyed it and that you learned something. Just a reminder, this podcast is for general informational and educational purposes only and should not be construed as medical advice or instruction. Please, no action should be taken solely on the contents of this podcast. Please consult with your physician or qualified health professional on any matters regarding your health and well-being or on any opinions expressed within this podcast. The information provided is believed to be accurate based on the most current research and best judgment of myself and the other speakers. However, as the listener, you must be responsible for consulting with your own medical or health professional on any matters raised within. Thank you so much.